Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas. It's Texas Football Today, a show ostensibly about football. Allegedly. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. Sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, it's the Duchess of the Dorks. It's Ashley Pickle. Hello, Ashley. Howdy. Special day today. I'm so excited. I'm excited, too. Should we show them why? Yeah, sure. If you were in for the pre-show, then you know we are joined today. Very special. That's right. Frogs up. Frogs up. No, whatever. Uh, It's Travis Heim of Heim Barbecue over there in Fort Worth and soon to be Dallas. Yeah, very soon. You are... It's Metroplex Takeover. <laughs> yeah, um, it really is. Right. Travis Heim is here uh, from Heim Barbecue. Uh, before we get to that, do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Rob Hadaway, Daniel Agnew, Josh Chapa, and Ed McElroy. Welcome in, guys. Today is Tuesday, February 25th, 2020. 275 days until Thanksgiving, episode 910. 910, the number of games Hank Blaylock played in his illustrious Texas Rangers career. There is a vicious rumor. Hey. That I named my kid after Hank Blaylock. It's yeah. true. And I am, the rumors I true. am not going to answer those rumors. The I rumors just, true. I will not confirm nor deny. He's a beautiful swing. It, <laughs> didn't it? Didn't you know, my, he, he's from Canada. Is that right? Californ- uh, California. California. He's Canada. From my, my father-in-law always thought he was from Lufkin and this big Lufkin guy. And I was like, you're thinking of Chris... Davis? Chris Davis. Yeah. Chris Davis from East Texas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, Hank Blaylock, I want to say he's from California, but yeah, it's it's same. I, I have a thing. Obscure, I have a yeah. type. I have a type. Okay. Which is big, hard-swinging, country, country yeah. strong okay. third base. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I've just, that's, yeah. that's, Shut that's, it down. that's my thing. Lefties, I have a type. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, that, yeah. Uh, Hank Blaylock, well, and especially, oh, you go back to that, not to, the go nonsense. Go back to that 03 All-Star game. He hit that home run off of, uh, uh, Eric Gagne, who was untouchable at that yeah, point, yeah, and yeah. like that was like a that was a seminal moment yeah. in my baseball like livelihood. Also, that's our quote of the day. I hope you know that we're not that I have a type and a tank Blaylock. Yeah, yeah there you go. I'll, I can I can, I can sum it up for you right there. Yeah. I have a type and a tank Blaylock. It's Travis Heim of Heim Barbecue. Uh, you guys have a website, right? 
Yes, heimbbq.com. H e i m. Yeah, um, I should spell that. We should. Yeah, always. like I, yeah. I know it because I'm, I'm just a big fan of your work. Thank you. Um, and I am. I'm a big fan of your work, and I think I'm not alone. Um, so, for those who don't know your story, like you have a weird roundabout way to becoming one of the more notable barbecue pit masters in Texas. Can you, can you give people a, a, probably accurate, a yeah. version <laughs> uh, at least your version of, of how, how all this came to be? Yeah. Where to begin? Um, I started, uh, the first brisket I ever cooked, I was 12. Um, and, uh, my mother still uh, up until like a year ago, my mom said that was the best brisket I ever cooked. I think just to annoy me, you know. Uh, like you haven't gotten any better since know, you were twelve. Yeah, that's, that means a lot. You know, but, um, that it was on my granddad's old smoker, and uh, he would cook, you know, for family events and stuff all the time. And so I think I just I, I got into barbecue, growing up in Fort Worth, going to Angelo's, Railhead, those you know old school places. Uh, but then really it was just trying to like emulate him and. You know, I was like, oh, this is cool. He does ribs, you know, so I want to do that. And just kind of built from there. And then, uh, you know, in high school, it was the same thing. And uh, my mom had a catering business, you know, that I helped out and would do all the grilling and smoking and stuff with that. And uh, um, even I forget, this seems like so long ago. And then in college, we would save up. You know, went, I went to school in East Texas, UT Tyler. And, uh, we'd save up money for a 30 pack of beer and like a couple racks of ribs, mm -hmm. you know, on the weekend. And she kind of did that more. And then once, uh, my wife and I got married, we'll be nine years this, uh, this June, my in-laws got me the first like real smoker I ever had. Um, and so just started cooking for fun and then it kind of slowly, uh, or quickly turned into an obsession of sorts, you know, and, um, got more interested in just the process and, um, specifically, you know, briskets and how hard it is to cook brisket and all that. And, um, so we got a smoker from my uncle. Mm -hmm. I always say he was a, a, a really talented welder, but he was a better beer drinker, right? <laughs> in, uh, Marshall, Texas. Can relate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Marshall, uh, where my dad's from, mm -hmm. home of Y.A. Tittle. Yeah. Um, Go Mavericks. Yeah, Hall of Famer. And uh, so – he, he would build these old smokers, and uh, he had one lying around, and uh, for like six months I tried to get a hold of him, and, you know, it was just, he's a, a Vietnam guy, and so um, hard, hard to get in touch with, and uh, I finally got him on the phone and was like, I have $300 to my name, you know, me and Emma were broke, and uh, is there any way I could buy this smoker from you so I could, you know, cook more, that type of thing, and uh, he just said, come and get it, so... Uh, we had a 99 Honda Civic, <laughs> so I had to... <laughs> Strap it on the yeah, top. I had to rent awesome. a U-Haul uh, truck and trailer, and then my dad uh, met us down there, and we somehow drug it out of the mud and got it back to Arlington and uh, at my brother-in-law's house and then realized uh, this is, you know, it was a 500-gallon propane tank, so it's on a 14-foot trailer. Um, we're talking about massive smoker, and... Uh, it's like this is way too big just to cook for family and friends so we started doing pop-ups and we called it meat club it was t and e meat club and uh kind of oh, like Fight club, yeah you know, type thing <laughs> and uh really stupid and people just you know cold beer music and uh then that kind of snowballed and and through that i met some guys in austin uh, that i was fortunate enough to to cook with and kind of learn the restaurant side of things um and then at one point i got laid off from my job in oil and gas 
and uh, we just started selling barbecue out of our Honda Civic in the Swiss pastry shop parking lot, <laughs> uh, and it awesome. was super illegal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like not uh, not up to you know code or whatever, but um, we did that for a little bit and kind of built a following. And then from our meat club pop-ups too, we had some people and. Then I found the food truck for lease next to a crappy bar in uh, <laughs> Fort Worth and, uh, you know, it was like basically spent all of the money we had uh, to open for the deposit and stuff and um, pulled my Uncle Roger's smoker up and, and opened up. So the first day, the first day we opened, we literally had like $100 in our bank account. Jeez. So it was crazy. So but it oh, worked out. So I like... Obviously, you had a partner in this, and and the the actual brains behind the operation is your wife Emma. Yeah, I'm the beauty. But yeah, she's I the can. Brains, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, buddy. Uh, you're probably in second place for both. Um, yeah. So, was there any ever a point? Because that's a lot of risk. Oh yeah. It's risky to yeah, open yeah. any restaurant, mm-hmm. let alone when you have a hundred dollars in your bank account. Yeah. Was there ever a, like, was she just like, let's go like on board with it the whole time uh yeah for the most part you know i mean it, this is before too like barbecues like you know whatever glamorous now it's like you don't uh, talk instagram about and you know like whatever <laughs> everybody's like doing photo shoots and uh this was not the case you know uh what seven eight years ago and so i was like always just you know probably just annoying like it was all i would think about is like i want to open a barbecue place i want to do something um, and so I, I told you I worked at uh, Joti Garcia's mm-hmm. famous Mexican place that I, I love in Fort Worth for a while. And I still have friends from there that were like, man, I remember you waiting tables talking about <laughs> opening a barbecue place. You know, it's just annoying to everyone, I'm sure. So uh, when I took this oil and gas job, uh, it was great. But once our project was over, then I got laid off. And uh, at that point, it was like I went and uh, – interviewed at some places in Austin some and, and a really good friend of mine um, was like you know <laughs> I, I, I would have done anything to work for it basically and he was like I, you, you shouldn't work for me you should go to Fort Worth and do your own thing because if you come here it's just going to be five years of cooking ribs and uh, to me that was like devastating but it was kind of the last you know kick in the pants I needed and uh, so yeah it was you know my wife's always been incredibly supportive and, and she's you know the, the brains, like you said, behind the operation. So well, but it helps that the barbecue's pretty good, right? Yeah, like, that helps. <laughs> um, and and you know, you mentioned for for those who don't know, Hein Barbecue, uh, two locations now in Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. Um, you got one in the River District, one on Fairmont, and then um, where? And then you guys are opening one in Dallas here pretty soon. Yeah, absolutely. We have uh, on Magnolia mm-hmm. uh, Avenue, River District, and then we have our food truck, Meat Force One. That we take. Uh, that is so good. <laughs> we take all over, everywhere, all over the Metroplex. Um, it's got the big presidential seal, you know, Meat Force One. Um, and then we just recently uh, worked out a deal on Mockingbird in Dallas. Man. And so it's like literally uh, right in front of Love Field. Um, good, because really, really cool my, my in-laws fly uh, mm-hmm. southwest all the time. Awesome. So I will make sure I'm like, no, I'll go pick them up. No, 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 I'm good. I can go pick them up and then drop them off and yeah, yeah. all that fun stuff. <laughs> They're done Ubering now. Come um, see us. Um, so I would say that the – I think everything you you make is great there. Thank you. <laughs> but – I like coming here. Is, come here is, it, is it fair to say well, – we'll just come here and kiss your butt all the time. <laughs> is it fair to say that, like, 
the bacon burn-ins, the pork belly burn-ins are what put you on the map? Yeah, I'd say so. Um, uh, and that was something that when we were doing our meat clubs, mm-hmm. um, I did one and it was, you know, we'd kind of course it four or five courses and, uh, obnoxiously i was like we're putting bacon in everything <laughs> so like the dessert's gonna have bacon my guy. the sides are gonna have bacon <laughs> my guy <laughs> and so i made uh, i made our own bacon basically the slab bacon and then th- and this was like oh three or uh not oh three 2013 mm-hmm. and uh, that was the first iteration of the bacon burn-ins was when i basically just took that slab and then kind of cut it up and uh, that was the first course of the meal and that was all anyone ate. Like they just ate all that. We had all this food left over. Um, so even at that point, we at, even then it was like never like we're never gonna open a restaurant, you know, type of thing. It was just wishful thinking. But it was like, man, people really like these. And so when we opened uh, the food truck in, in Southside, they were on the menu. And then that now it's like all over the place. It's crazy. Well, and now <clears throat> that like. I think you can go like you can now go other places and they have it. Like yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like like you were kind of the the trendsetter behind that of like, you know, here's this here's this thing we'll we'll basically I guess because it's also a catchy title and it yeah, yeah. catches your catch your attention like bacon burn ends. Yeah. Like those are two things I really like yeah, yeah. smashed together. But now you, you go other places and, 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 and they're doing that as well. But to yeah. me, the bacon burn ends gets you in the door yeah, yeah what keeps me coming back is 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 the brisket which yeah, i think yeah. is mm-hmm. i don't know isn't that ultimately how barbecue joints in texas at least are measured in texas for yeah. sure yeah yeah um you gotta have good brisket yeah you gotta like the fatty brisket is what i come for so you mentioned that that barbecue has become more glamorous right yeah, yeah. now i think a lot of that is the fault of daniel vaughn yeah. uh, at texas monthly he helped right yeah, he yeah. certainly helped to to kind of make this more of what's the word like an industry almost mm-hmm. you know what i mean it used to it seemed like it used to be just a bunch of guys who were just like oh you know what i've got a smoker and i'm gonna make this and it used to be a lot of backwoods you know yeah. not back not not backwoods of backyard type stuff that we're gonna bring to a restaurant yeah, yeah. now it seems like maybe it's instagram or maybe it's social media probably helps, yeah, but have you in your time have you noticed a, a, a shift in in barbecue culture in texas yeah Absolutely. And I think even, uh, and, uh, and Daniel's great and, um, you know, all the publicity and everything mm-hmm. they've brought has been huge, but, um, their like last top 50, I think was called the golden age of barbecue or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, so it's really interesting cause for forever, it's been such a, like you said, kind of an old school thing and all that. And then really, you know, in my mind, it started with Aaron Franklin and coming mm-hmm. into Austin and, um, being a you know nerdy guy with you know glasses who listens to punk rock and he's like no I cook you know just as good as the Lockhart guys and all that and um, and then now it's just snowballed to like if you have a smoker and an Instagram you're a barbecue place you know? it's like you're doing pop ups or you're doing something you know heck that might be our quote of the day right do you, there <laughs> do you think do you think barbecue is it on balance is it better now. Do you think that we're getting better at barbecue, or do you think that, like, you've still, like, do we just have more average barbecue out there? No, I would say, hands down, it's gotten, like, considerably better. Because, mm-hmm. um, too, even, like, you know, our thing's farm to smoker, mm-hmm. um, and so it's, like, we're very particular about the meats we source. Um, so it's, you know, all of our, our beef is, like, certified Angus beef prime, like, the best you can get. 
Nyman Ranch pork, which is pasture raised and all this. So too, you have for forever barbecue was always, uh, you know, the cheapest cuts you could get. You smoke them low and slow, and then you sell it super cheap. And so you have a lot of guys too that that are coming up now that are doing like us and buying really really good stuff, um, putting a lot of you know sort of a chef mindset to it and doing kind of creative stuff. And uh, in general, it's you know I mean you talk about a place in Texas that doesn't serve prime brisket that's kind of like an anomaly mm-hmm. and if you talk to daniel he would say that's been probably within the last couple of years because i mean before that it would be like you're a moron if you do that. you're not going to make any money you know it's like it's crazy so i think in general it's it's kind of raised and even in fort worth is like a boom where you have a new place opening almost every day you know that's like um, really good stuff so it's it's crazy um now you are, and you're a Fort Worth guy. You know, we we mentioned you know you went to school in, at, at UT Tyler. You went to Fort Worth Calvary. That's you know you met your wife while you were in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, what you know, is it is it, it it you know you're moving to Dallas. Obviously, you're getting opening a location there. Yeah. But was it whenever you you decided we're going to open this? Obviously, not knowing where it was going, but it was important for you to be in Fort Worth. Like that, whenever you started your brick and mortar thing, it, it was important that it was in Fort Worth. Yeah, absolutely. I mean. Um you know, two, so uh, uh, February 21st was our fifth year anniversary from when we opened wow. uh, the food truck. That's awesome. And so we did the pop-ups, you know, a couple of years before that. Did that include the barbecue out of the Honda Civic? Is that uh, the official yeah. date on that? Uh, that was like, you know, January. <laughs> I guess, yeah. That didn't last very long, but yeah. The Civic yeah. age. I have, a friend, uh, I have a friend, Ross, who went to Baylor. So I do have friends that go to Baylor. <laughs> and, uh, At Sean. He, uh, he uh, was like wanted to order some ribs uh, for this one day when we did it out of the out of the Honda Civic, <laughs> and uh, some guy came up and I gave him a rib to try, and uh, he was like, "Okay, I'll take uh, eight. and I was like, "You want eight ribs?" And he's like, "No, I'll take eight racks." And so I was like, "Literally, what I cook." So I was just like, "Here you go." And then my buddy Ross shows up, you know, an hour later, like, "What the hell, man?" <laughs> he's still mad about it to this day. I was gonna say you're screwing over your yeah, Baylor yeah. friend. No, I know. <laughs> he's all right. So but, uh, if you weren't doing to answer the question, yeah, I'm sorry. yes, it was incredibly important to, to me um, because I'm from there and it means a lot. And um, we love Fort Worth, and so you know it's 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 huge. And I, we live like a minute away from the new store, and um, that's two minutes away from where I grew up. You know, so it's just I'm I'm a homebody. Is is your family still in Fort Worth too? Yeah, my mother uh, my mother lives like a block away from us and uh, works with us. And then uh, my father lives in, in Marshall now. Okay. Actually moved back to Marshall. So Man. Uh, it's Travis Heim for Heim Barbecue. Um, follow him on Twitter at Heim, H-E-I-M-B-B-Q. Um, Tell my wife that you like our Twitter. Yes. Everyone <laughs> everyone, everyone, go follow them and, and, and say, just tweet at Heim Barbecue, hi, Emma. Yeah. Um, she gets the notifications on the phone, <laughs> and then it'll start popping up, and she's like, what did you do? <laughs> Well, I'm good. I promise. I didn't make any jokes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so what's uh, what's your degree in? Uh, history, which is incredibly useful. <laughs> 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 so I guess that leads to the question yeah. of, if you weren't doing this, what would you be doing? I have no idea. You know, in my senior whatever research paper, I wrote on uh, integration of college football. <laughs> so I've always been like a diehard, you know, football guy. Um, but, yeah, I have no idea. We were joking about that last night, actually, my wife and I. It's like I'd probably be, like, working at a bowling alley or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know. Um, 
I think I have bold and Fort Worth, actually. I don't think about it. Um, okay, so I want to talk a little bit about, like, the the, the barbecue pitmasters and, and, and you guys. Um, I just kind of picture you all being on the same text thread and talking about things. Am I way off on this? Is this like a... Because on one hand, you all... Because that's how broadcasters work, so we all, can't yeah, imagine anything you know, other than that. We all, like... Obviously, you're all trying to do the best you can, and theoretically, yeah, yeah. you're competing with everybody, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, but at the same time, it, is it more of like a fraternity? Is it like what is what would be? How would you kind of describe the relationship among like the the top pitmasters yeah. here in the state? I think it depends who you ask, probably. You know? <laughs> the barbecue um, frat. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's guys that um, like in the top fifty that are, are really good friends of ours. Mm-hmm. You know that we. We talk to a lot, and uh, it's fun when you do events. You know, like Texas Monthly, they do barbecue fest every year. Um, and then Red Dirt's a big deal in uh, East Texas. There's a ton of stuff like that where you get to hang out and, you know, chat and all that. Um, and and I, I mean, I have a ton of friends that have been giving us advice and stuff, um, you know, for free, unsolicited, whatever questions I've had. Um, and a lot of them are, you know, like the Fox Brothers are – Fort Worth guys mm-hmm. that live in uh, Atlanta, went to Heights, Arlington Heights, good friends of ours. Okay. And, um, <laughs> so, you know, it's 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 cool. I think uh, they're it's a it's a loaded question because like when we opened our food truck, um, we had uh, a local guy like calling the health department to file bogus complaints. Oh wow! About us, and uh, and then there's actually another guy that I was talking to the other day that's having a similar problem in Fort Worth that. I kind of told him, you know, don't worry about it. You'll you'll get through it, whatever. Um, so there's a little bit of everything. There's camaraderie, especially with the younger guys, like the pop-up guys. You know, I see them all helping each other out and stuff. And, and that's awesome because when we opened uh, our food truck, it was me and Emma, and a lot of people were upset. And we weren't even anything then. Yeah. You know, it was like, what are we going to affect this place that's been open for 80 years? Who cares? But uh, now I think with Instagram and Facebook and all this stuff, it's it's a lot more – congenial or whatever well and the other thing is it's it seems to me that like what's good for the goose is good for the gander right it's like if people are talking about barbecue that makes other people want to go out and try barbecue and eat barbecue right Mm -hmm. and ultimately that's going to be a positive for everybody as long as you've got good barbecue and if you don't have it then you know well that's your own fault maybe you're getting yeah maybe you're getting (laughs) weeded out you know that's i don't know it's like whenever i see you know you guys or Aaron Franklin or, or any of these guys, you know, in, in the top 50 who are, who are tweeting about barbecue or, or anything like that or Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, that just makes me want to go try barbecue. Yeah, and yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean, love you, that I'm going to drive over to Fort Worth at the right, moment and right. go eat there. I might find something more local and be like, oh, you know what? This is something that's got good reviews. So I'm going to yeah. go try that. It seems like ultimately it would be positive for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, that's like what we're talking about. There's a million places that have opened, mm-hmm. you know, Fort Worth, Dallas. Um, you know, Austin the last couple of years. So it is, you know, I think eventually it's going to be like every person that wants to eat barbecue just opens up. Their <laughs> <own place. laughs> There's nobody eating at everyone else's restaurant. You're just, you know. Well, it's like I have a smoker, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm like super amateur. In fact, speaking of Aaron Franklin, um, he did a series a couple of years ago for like the PBS station down there. Yeah. It's like barbecue with Franklin. It's really awesome. good. If you're a barbecue beginner like me and you're just trying to do it in your backyard, mm-hmm. like, it's a good place to start. He explains it to you in very easy to understand ways. Yeah. 
Um, YouTube, I think it's on YouTube. Yeah, it's on YouTube. And, and, you know, that's how I kind of started doing just, you know, fooling around my backyard. But for you, is there a particular moment or day or, or time where you felt like, oh, wow, this is not just like another like this is bigger than just a mom and pop shop it like we've we've broken through is, is there like a specific time you remember man you're asking the hard-hitting i'm questions. a capital j journalist really? no, Travis. Don't, yeah, don't let him pull you <laughs> no uh, we uh you know we were at the food truck february 2015 and then we opened um the magnolia store mm-hmm. august 2016 um and so it's like construction delays and all this stuff and um, it was still just, you know, chaos. And I remember um, some friends of ours who were longtime customers, um, they got up there at, at 2 in the morning, I think, just because they wanted to be the first in line, uh, you know, to come in. And so it was crazy, and we didn't get any sleep. And, um, you know, I was up there like an hour later at 3, and we um, opened the doors. There's a line down the block, like, you know, down Magnolia. And uh, – they came in, and, and two, there were some really good customers behind them that had been supporting us, and they all just started crying, and then Emma started crying, and it was just this moment of, like, you know, I don't know if this is going to work out. I still don't know that, but it was uh, such a cool thing of, of this is the reason we did this is people, um, you know, it's like, sure, the food's good. Hopefully it's good, but it's also, like, this is just a place that's a fun place to hang out. They want to support us. They want to support you know our staff and everything so that that meant a lot that was probably the turning point of you know this is uh this is going to be all right because in the end and i think one of the reasons that we find ourselves even on even on this show that is ostensibly about football talking about food a lot is that food is such a communal experience oh, yeah. mm-hmm. like it's such a it's something we all do mm-hmm. it's something we've all had great meals we've all had terrible meals mm-hmm. right like it's something we can all relate to yeah. and it seems like you know, and especially like barbecue, and I think be, maybe it's because there's more of an understanding that it's not just slapping a burger patty onto. Although you guys make great burger, Thank um, you. <laughs> uh, it's not just slapping a burger patty on a, on a on a griddle or a grill and, and letting it go. Yeah. Like it takes time. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if there's like um, like like it's more of a like a connection. You yeah. know what I mean? I think uh, I think there's something to that. There's a great book. Um, called Barbecue Crossroads, maybe, by Rob Walsh. Um, look up Rob Walsh. He's a great uh, food historian out of um, Houston. But um, he talks a lot in that about, you know, barbecue is such a community thing. Like, people weren't just cooking briskets in their backyards in the 40s and 50s. It was, like, huge, you know, political rally or something mm-hmm. or some sort of, you know, after the harvest of, uh, you know, whatever, they would be- have a big community uh, barbecue and so it's it's from that spirit you know to the meat markets and everything else and then now like kind of how it is today where it's like you know i don't see a lot of people standing in line four hours for italian food you know right I mean? yeah. like exactly. that's a very unique thing to barbecue where um you know people wait in line and they just want to talk to people they've never met before and it's kind of whatever and then like if you go to our restaurants we have long community tables mm-hmm. and it's on purpose because we want people to all kind of have to sit next to each other and you talk about it and hopefully you get a big platter and everybody kind of picks off of it and mm-hmm. um you know that's there's something to that it's it's a spirit of barbecue i guess that's you know? true like i guess if you think about it like 
an individual barbecue meal is kind of a misnomer. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, no, like you make a whole brisket and yeah. then we all just eat off the brisket. Well, yeah, and yeah. that's, I completely agree. I mean, I, I grew up in Lano, Texas yeah. where the original Coopers, Coopers is. Yeah. And so that was the thing is like some of my best memories as a kid is, yeah, just we went out, got a huge platter and yeah. you just pick and choose and you talk and you have fun. And those are, it's good memories. Yeah, like yeah. it, it provides those. Do you eat a lot of barbecue? Not a ton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People always ask that because they're like, "Where do you eat barbecue?" And it's like, you know, every day almost. It's like, this mac and cheese looks a little runny. Like I need to test it. You know what I mean? Sometimes I just test it. Yeah. <laughs> but then, uh, you know, this brisket, the ribs, maybe they look. So it's like almost every day you're testing and just kind of making sure our stuff's, you know, good. But the other day we went on a, a, a vacation for a week, which was awesome. And uh, as soon as we got home, Emma, my wife, was like. We got to get a Heimberger. So it was like that. <laughs> and I'm talking about this is like 8 o'clock in the morning. You know? She's like, I got to get a burger. And so I was like, She's right. got that itch. And she never is like, you know, like that. So uh, it was funny. We went up to Magnolia and sat at the bar and, you know, it was cool. Is that weird for you to like, because obviously you're not now personally cooking every single brisket, yeah. right? Like you're still overseeing things and things like that, but you're a lot, not a lot more, but you're definitely more of a CEO figure as far as our chief chief food op- op- officer. Yeah. Is it weird for you to step back from the, you know, from the smoker? It was very, uh, and you're absolutely right, it was very difficult at first because, I mean, there was times even, you know, I mean, at the food truck, it was just us. So you're talking about there's days I would sleep in the bar. We, we upgraded to a Honda minivan that had like 300,000 <laughs> miles on go. it. Let's go. So <laughs> the Odyssey, but with the door, not the sliding doors, <laughs> the regular doors, you know. It was pretty cool. <laughs> and uh, I'd take that to Benny Keith to get our meat order, and it would just like almost sit on the wheels. You <laughs> know, the <laughs> everything. Um, so I'd like sleep in there. It was just a nightmare. And, and then even Magnolia, when we opened, it was like, there was times where, like, people calling sick, and it's, like, me, Emma, and my mom in the kitchen just trying to, you know, whatever. And so, you know, success, you know, I think part of success is delegation and finding people that you're, like, I can trust this person to do this job. And that was very difficult coming yeah. from both of us, two people that are kind of, you know, type A, hands-on, uh, whatever. But now, you know, the guys at uh, Magnolia – uh, they've been there. We have a girl in the smokehouse that's doing an awesome job that's relatively new. Um, but, you know, our guys over there have been there since we opened. And then whenever we opened the river, we had a couple guys go over to the river. So it's like you need those guys that are just, you know, I'm here to cook barbecue. This is my job, you know, and I care about it, um, that you can trust to do that. Because without them, we wouldn't be where we're at. You know what I mean? So how many briskets are you guys doing today now? Uh, across the board, um, we'll do, you know, let's say we'll do 80 at both or something like that. So, and uh, that's on a busy day, maybe a Saturday. Yeah. So we had, we did an event in in Houston. Um, we use, uh, Lone Star Meats distributes most of our meats, our briskets and stuff. And in December we did this event and, uh, our meat guy, Ed, who owns the company was like, I just did this for fun, but I thought you'd think this was cool. And he made a note. We have uh, officially bought a million pounds of meat from <laughs> Wow. Jeez. And about 600, oh, a little under 600,000 pounds of that is brisket. And then the rest is probably pork belly and ribs and yeah. everything else. Wow. So um, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot. It's about to double probably with Dallas. This is going to be a bit of a, a weird question. Are you a good cook? 
Uh, I'd like to think so. Do you do the cooking at home? Uh, I do. My wife cooks a lot too. Okay. Um, I think, and and this is like just, and this drives everyone crazy at our restaurant. But like, if we put something on the menu, like the burgers, you know, that we put on the menu. I tested those for like six months. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> just like, what if we did this bun? What if we did it with the, you know, this meat and this kind of changed all these different fat ratios and cheese. But like, I don't like this American cheese. I mm-hmm. like this American. You know what I mean? So, um, anytime I do anything like that, I'm, I'm, I'm very just, I don't know, anal about it. It's got to be perfect if it's going to go on the menu, and um, so it takes a while. Uh, but then, like, when you're at home and it's like when you go home tonight. Mm-hmm. And you're just making dinner. Like, are you good at it? Or are like, like, are you like, do you have a natural ability to cook food is my question. I think. Or is uh, it just barbecue? <laughs> if, if it's uh, anything having to do with the grill, mm-hmm. I'm good at. Yeah. Okay. The, the other stuff in the kitchen, you know, I'm all right. And my mom's cooked. My mom's an incredible cook. And so I've cooked with her since I was, you know, whatever, a child. Um, so I feel like I have a little bit of natural ability. But, but two people all the times are like. You know, we'll do stuff, and it's like Chef Trev, and I'm like, I'm not. A <laughs> <chef>. <laughs> I'm not. A chef. Like, no, 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 no. You gotta, you gotta earn that, you know. I think, and I, I can, I can throw some stuff together, but. You know. Okay, so you are uh, a, a barbecue pitmaster. Give our viewers one piece of advice. What is something you see people screw up on all the time when they're just, you know, I'm going out there and I'm just, I'm firing up my smoker or whatever. What's something that, as a barbecue pitmaster, a piece of advice you can give us? Great question. Don't boost it. No, don't boost his ego. Uh, <laughs> we can't have that. I think like we've been doing these barbecue classes lately, which have been really, really cool. And uh, the number one thing, it, well, I guess there's two things. One is like you don't plan properly. So like if you're cooking at your house and you're going to have a party Saturday at noon kind of have to figure out a timeline for when the brisket's going to come off when you need to rest it all that stuff um, so that's one that usually you know it's you'll have a party and you have people waiting three hours because it's like you know or you have to pull it off um, but the biggest thing especially with with home cooks that i've seen is uh, just like fire management and that's the key to like everything we do mm. um, and so basically you know all that means is whatever type of smoker you have that you're maintaining a consistent temperature but also like your fire is consistent, your smoke level is consistent. Um, you know, a lot of times if, if you don't have a Traeger, if you don't have something like that, um, you know, you're just throwing a log in and then walking out every 45 minutes, you, you got to have a little more hands-on, uh, especially in those offset cookers. And so so that's the biggest thing that I've seen. And I tell guys, like, just start out with, like, a pork butt, something cheap, use salt and pepper, um, and then just kind of get used to using your smoker and using, you know, if I do this, then it's going to kick up 10 degrees. If I do this, uh, that. And then you can add all the other elements. That's exactly what with the Aaron Franklin thing that I did was the pork butt. I did. Yeah, a, yeah. He's got a great video on how to do a pork butt. Yeah. And the good thing about a pork butt is it's kind of hard to really screw up. Yeah. Like, it's you like know. It's like the training wheels. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. <laughs> and so if you follow his, like, it turned out great. And yeah. I was like, how did I do this? Like, I'm a, I'm a barbecue dum-dum. Uh, but if you, like... I, I, that's so right. Is like I had to get to know. That was the first thing yeah. I, I did on my smoker. I was like, I don't know how this works. Mm-hmm. Let's get a piece of meat and try it and see how it goes. And yeah. it turned out great. And now yeah. that kind of gives you give me the confidence at least 
uh, to go for. All right, I know we've got some uh, some questions in the comments yes, for Travis uh, Heim of Heim Well, I have one personally, and, oh, okay. then, and then we can get to the other comments. Uh, okay. But uh, when I was reading through the Your Story tab on the website, yeah. I saw something about a converted trash can smoker <laughs> when you were in college. <laughs> what, what is the uh, yeah. beautiful story behind that one? So that was um, actually my granddad's, I guess, that uh, we, had, we had worked on. And uh, it's awesome for cooking ribs. And basically, you just take a galvanized trash can. This isn't like rocket science. <laughs> Cut a hole in the bottom. And then uh, basically had like a heating element, you know, like a hot plate. Um, and then put like a wire mesh on that, right? Mm -hmm. So you're okay. with me. And then you could set just a tray, like an aluminum foil tray of uh, wood chips in that. Uh -huh. And then kind of drilled some nails in it put a rack so we had two racks in it but it was just literally a trash can with like a hole in the top <laughs> um and stick a thermometer through it and then you could control the heating element you yeah. know so you could turn it up and down um but yeah it was just you know redneck engineering <laughs> but but too it was great because if you put a water pan in there the humidity level would be really nice so uh -huh. it would cook uh cook ribs really hmm. well that is awesome. Okay. Yeah, I saw We've that and I was like, soon, yeah. I got to get an answer on that yeah. one. Uh, the the other thing real fast is I'm really nervous that we might lose Step as an employee because the the number of good comments that he has left about Haim, about Emma's beans, um, <laughs> yeah. about the first time he met y'all and y'all talk Texas high school football. Like, I'm scared that Step, as soon as Travis leaves, might go knocking on the door and saying, hey, uh, what do I have to do to be a pit master? Cut his mic. <laughs> Cut his mic. Cut his mic. <laughs> Um, <laughs> all right. We'll so concerned about that. Yeah. But, um, okay, let's see. One of the questions was, obviously, y'all are opening up one in Dallas. Have you ever thought in the long, long-term future, is there expansion plans maybe in the other part of the state? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a question. Somebody asked us that the other day. You know, it's so weird. Like, Dallas wasn't even, you know, technically on the radar. It was just kind of we, we had been talking, and there's, you know, every day somebody sends me a thing of, like, you need to open and – you know, I task her or whatever. And it's like, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, that's not really <laughs> how it works. But um, this Dallas deal, these guys that own it are super nice, and it's a really good location. Um, and then we we're actually able to work out a deal that kind of benefits both. So that's very rare in our industry. You know, yeah. it's always like there's a million places uh, that, you know, you want to open. But, um, but yeah, to answer your question, I think, you know, we're – we're open to anything. Probably Waco's the only place I want to open one. Oh, <laughs> see, we got the the frog coming out here. And then we no, got just we nobody will show up. I'd open if there were people. There. <laughs> yeah, you've uh, money to be made, you have not right? necessarily won friends and influenced <laughs> people in Waco, Texas. I'll tell you that much. Oh, well. Um, we got yeah two more basic just regular barbecue questions that they want to know. Uh -huh. uh, first off, sauce or no sauce? Um. So again. This is going to make a lot of people mad. <laughs> I don't care about this stuff. Like, I can't reiterate how much I don't care. <laughs> There's so many, like, myths about barbecue and, like, if you're looking, you ain't cooking, you know, just all this, like, whatever. There was a rules. comment that said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's great, and a lot of people do that. But to me, I think that goes back into the kind of old old school mindset. It, like, if you like sauce, put sauce on it. Who cares? You know, if it's, if mm -hmm. it's good, it's good, you know. Some people like our sauce. We always serve it on the side, you know, but there's a gallon jug of it that you can dump on it, and I'm not going to care, you know. It's not going to offend you. Yeah, you paid for it either way, so what do I care? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. I like, I personally like uh, one of my favorite places, uh, Louis Miller and Taylor. Mm -hmm. They do a sauce, and it's basically just like vinegar and beef fat, and uh, it's awesome with their with their ribs or with their uh, sausage, too, so. 
sauce it up, you know. What do I care? Nice. <laughs> yeah. Respect that. I don't know if that's a good answer. No, it's a good answer. <laughs> I love it. And then your your personal preference here, do you prefer sweet pork ribs or spicy pork ribs? Ooh, uh, great question. We do a sweet version, and I think that's kind of regional, you know, too. Like um, almost all of the South Texas guys, you know, it's like salt and pepper, and then they'll do some sort of vinegar kind of glaze or something. Um, but the ribs I grew up eating were like baby backs in Marshall, Texas. Um, and then even in Tyler, Stanley's um, famous. Yeah, I, I love Stanley's. I love those guys. <laughs> um, so we go there all the time and they do like a sweet baby back rib too there. So so our ribs, if you come in, some people are like, oh, you know, it just tastes like brown sugar. And it's like, well, whatever. That's how we like it. <laughs> I have I have I have woken up. Uh, many a night dreaming of the uh, of the brother-in-law sandwich. Oh yeah. oh yeah, oh, and that's another. So like in in uh, college, I led a Bible study, which was like a terrible idea, but they asked me to do that, <laughs> and uh, we would do, and I would host it at Stanley's every Friday, basically just so I could get like a free lunch out of it. <laughs> and uh, we'd get like those jumbo, you know, they do the jumbo sandwiches. Yeah, um, and they were like ten dollars, and so that's too. That's actually our sandwiches. They're half pound of meat, um, kind of a, a homage to Stanley's. Because you could go in there as a broke college kid and you know get a sandwich and be good. Yeah, be good, be good for the rest of the day, basically. Yeah. <laughs> rest of the week. Um, yeah. So, all right, I can't let you get away without talking a little TCU football. Okay. Um, you are a you are a TCU fan. I am. Um, yeah. There are. Uh, you, you may have noticed on Twitter that he is a TCU fan. Yeah. Um, maybe. Uh, how how are we feeling about the frogs this year? A, a, a tough year in 2019. Yeah. Not how are we feeling about the frogs in 2020? Uh, I'm an eternal optimist, Greg. You know, <laughs> we're going to the championship, man. It's gonna be awesome, <laughs> Mark, you heard it's it here like, first. Uh, yeah. If you've ever, uh, you know, stared Gary Patterson in the eye, you know, it's like I'd run through that glass wall <laughs> right now. It's just he's uh, he's an awesome awesome coach and and good person. Him and his wife do a ton of charity stuff in Fort Worth that, you know, we support. But um, from the football side of things, you know, they're, they're, we have we have a really good bunch of young guys coming mm-hmm. back, which always makes you nervous, um, but some really, really talented players. And so, you know, last year there was, what, three or four games that were maybe an inch or two away from, you know, being a different outcome. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful for the season, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited. And you mentioned to me that like, uh, you got, uh, every once in a while, you know, TCU official visits will, uh, will come in and, uh, yeah. be like, let's get a, get a taste of Fort Worth. Yeah. That was a weird, uh, just kind of cool thing as someone who grew up as a diehard TCU fan, uh, you know, it was like a random call one day where they wanted to bring in a recruit and this was probably two or three years ago, mm-hmm. maybe. And, uh, I guess they ended up signing that recruit. So then Patterson then would be like, we're coming in, we're sitting <laughs> at the same table, we're eating the same meal, you know, the whole whole deal. And uh, so that's cool. You know, you meet the families and stuff too a lot of times. And and then that they were having success, I guess, with that. So then Coach Dixon brought in some basketball recruits <laughs> and then they signed a couple big-time uh, basketball guys. So it's cool. That's, that's fun, you know. Well – Dude, I appreciate you stopping by, man. Uh, I, like me. this was uh, yeah, yeah. this is a lot of fun. We, you know, you never have to convince me to talk a little barbecue. Like so say now we're hungry. Yeah, this is uh, <laughs> this is a lot of fun. So I got, uh, I got a lot of money on Taps Division Four this year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, mainly, I'm mainly here for insight. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That, we'll, we'll talk off <laughs> offline about okay. you know what I'm what I'm feeling on Taps Division Four. <laughs> <Yeah. this year. laughs>
Uh, he's Travis Heim of Heim Barbecue. Go visit him in Fort Worth at two locations uh, and soon to be opening in Dallas yep. uh, uh, for their third location and then wherever the uh, Meat Force One is. Yeah, uh, which could be the place. Could be anywhere. Um, so, and follow him on Twitter at HeimBBQ. Uh, he will probably make you mad at some point <laughs> yeah, with his tweets. For sure. Uh, and, and so does so does does Emma have a veto power over tweets? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Well, too, I met, I I pissed off all of Canada with the Rangers stuff. Yes, one you time. did. Um, and then now I've I've uh, it's it's one of those where I'll look at it and then I'm like, uh, and then if I do that, then no, delete it. So yeah, I'm, I'm a lot more tame now. Yeah, it's pretty pretty simple. Okay. I said one time if if. Uh, Baylor's playing North Korea. I'd root for North Korea. That's and that made a lot of people. Yeah, mad. don't say that. That's uh, come on, man. Yeah. We got <laughs> I'm glad you. I'm glad you've mellowed since then. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm a lot more relaxed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Baylor's also kicking our butt every year. Yeah, so. that too. So that, yeah, you yeah, turn it down a little on that, that one. Def- that definitely doesn't help. Doesn't help. Uh, thanks for coming in, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, uh, we got to do one last thing, okay? So this is Vince Young's 2001 Player of the Year trophy, awesome. and we've ended every show by asking him to come get it. Okay. So uh, I'll point to you, and you do that thing. Yeah, I, ca- I got his number. I'll call okay, him. great, fantastic. That's gonna do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com/slash Dave Campbell's, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com for Ashley Pickle and Travis Heim. I'm Greg Tepper. You know, tell him. Vince, come get it, man. Right here. It's a beautiful trophy. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow <laughs> on Texas Football Today. 